Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of the Lake Forest Scouts, football and basketball and everything else, Scoo Walker. How you doing, Scoo? Good morning, Pete. How are you on this cold Friday? Oh, it was chilly. It was chilly. It's no 60 degrees. Wow, how about Wednesday, huh? Yeah. Oh. I wish it was about... 60 today with the sun. Well, I oh, don't know, man. Awesome. I was going to ask about that uh, wind. We'll, 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 we'll get back to that in a little bit. I was bit. actually on my scooter, and it, I took off. I felt like uh, the witch in uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that moped is pretty cool. The scooter. Oh. Oh, scooter. I see how we did that. Scooter. Hey, uh, Scoo, we got a new sponsor, man. New Patreon sponsor. Uh-oh. Who's that? Shark Guy Beach Fishing. They are the premier South Florida beach fishing experience, and they're out of Longboat Key, Florida. It's over by nice. Tampa. They're uh, world-renowned captains. Not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check How them the out on What's good? How do we get them? Are, are we stretching uh, across the borders now? Florida. Well, you know, half of Lake Forest lives in uh, Florida. Nice. Check us out. <laughs> Check them out on Facebook or at sharkguybeachfishing.com. Contact them today to schedule an outing. Shark wow. Guy is your guy for your next charter. How do you like that, Scoop? I like that. Way to go. Hey, we'd also like to thank our uh, Patreon supporters, not sponsors, supporters, Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A., Elizabeth B., Costa, Lance, and Domo Origato Otto. Mr. Roboto Otto. That is such an underrated tune. That group's underrated. Well, Scoo, uh, I'm sure any band that you uh, put the YouTube link out there is uh, underrated. I might have to get some sticks sending out there, get really people fired up. That was a pretty hot <laughs> uh, junior prom dance for you, I'm sure. <laughs> no junior prom for me. Oh, oh, you were working it. Did you have to like uh, DJ or call it or? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think, uh, well, no, that was my senior prom. I got, no, junior prom, I got dumped at the prom, walked home. What? How, how does that go? You were the safety date? I was, I, I was the safety date, and the gal I went with decided she wanted to be with her girlfriend. So I uh, got up and walked, <laughs> walked home. <laughs> and you know what? I know she's listening. She's listening, Scoo. Yeah, she, I know she's not listening. Oh, all right. You don't want to diss the Scoo, man. Scoo, next week is uh, Christmas. What's what's the plans? Uh, Carly gets home Monday. So now just waiting for her arrival. Oh, and, yeah. Uh-oh, money. And... Uh, I think we're going to do a little low key. Uh, Pam's mom's coming in or coming over and, uh, you know, 
I got to start brewing up the Christmas cookies. I did a you uh, make you make cookies. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Let me guess, no. peanut butter. I do those. I do what? Uh, what else do I do? The peanut butter. I do a lot of stuff. The sugar. You know, the peanut butter ones with the little chocolate kiss drop. Ooh. Do you do the little fork marks in it? No, because you put you put the little kiss in the middle of it. Oh, those, yeah. Maureen makes those. Wow. So yeah, I'm doing that, and uh, but yeah, we still got to get our shopping done, and you know, got the Christmas yep. stuff up. Like I said, we got to get the tree finished. Car- waiting for Carly to do that. So yeah, what about you? Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to be brave and do another bird. The bird was such a big, uh, hit. We got all the in-laws that live in town here and a bunch of hungry nieces and nephews coming back from college. No better. They all coming to your place? Are you going over there? They stopped by UP. They stopped by, they raid the fridge and, you know, (laughs) So I figure one big 20 pound bird ought to slow them down for a little bit. Uh, you know, to cook a bird in an hour, man, you know, that's, you can't beat that with a stick. So that's Christmas Eve. And then, uh, Christmas day, I think we're, uh, we're going with my family, uh, over to Arlington Heights. Uh, oh, oh yeah. The Heights, the, uh, future of the bears, I guess. How, how how many uh, in the in the Jansen household? Small is everyone group. In, is everyone in about, your family eight feet tall? Uh, there's no bigger head in the family than mine. But uh, no, I'm the uh, I'm the big guy. I always wondered what the milkman looked like. <laughs> tall. <laughs> <laughs> From the land of near misses. Uh, <laughs> So no, so no, uh, no ch- church or anything like that. Are you uh, uh, churchgoers, midnight mass type of thing. You know, oh, Reverend Luke's the, place. The the wife does that, and uh, I have to get in, get into a r- routine. I may have to drop a little something in the uh, the bucket at uh, Reverend Luke's. Yeah, my mom in law used to sing in the choir there. I don't think she's doing it any, this year, but. It's always uh, late for me. I always kind of doze off at that midnight mass. I don't end up going, but you were a snooze or a uh, choir guy, weren't you? <laughs> Falsetto. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's people the favorite? Don't like, dis- people don't like me getting near a church. I almost <laughs> am afraid I might get struck or something when I get close to a church. <laughs> <laughs> You always got to keep your head on a swivel. Always looking up in life. In life, motto of life: head on a swivel. <laughs> Scoo, what the hell was up with that wind last week? What wind? Are you serious? Oh, wind! Wind! I you, wind! I you said wind. Like who won? <laughs> it's my my dialect. I think it's the um, it's that weather machine up in Alaska that's being. Uh, turned on and off for stuff. <laughs> well, I guess you go from 60 to 20, I guess uh, a front's coming in, but shout out to the garbage guys, man. Or what, what do you call them? Sanitation engineers? What's the, 
proper term? I call them garbage guys. I love the garbage guys, man. They always wave at you and they always get the stuff. And especially the uh, the recycle guys. You can't speaking, even. Re- I yeah. know. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you can't even recycle stuff anymore because you can't put anything in it. Well, I do. I, I get those stickers. My my can is just full of the stickers. don't put this. Yeah, they give you the little notes and say, hey man, don't do that. Don't put piece this of, stuff in. Piece of plastic. I just take it, put it in the truck, and take it out to the dump. Dump, 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 dump. And by the way, Pete, yeah, with the Christmas holiday season around, remember yeah. your mail people and your garbage people and all that. I was gonna ask you, what's the uh tipping etiquette? Uh, yeah, you know, um, as an ex-service person back in the day when I delivered papers, I there was no real. I was just happy with something, and thankful. And then the people that didn't, boy, did they pay a price. They could never find their papers. No, I'm kidding. Well, no. Well, first of all, those guys, you know, on the record, they can't take any tips of right, course right, but if they're right. picking up garbage and all of a sudden they find a a 20 I think yeah, 20 I mean, 20 is fair i think that's nice that's a gallon of gas <laughs> or gift card <laughs> but no i mean the garbage guys the mail guys um they're, they're pretty good in this town now what if it's not they're the awesome. same man? What if it's not the same male guy though, and you tip one guy that yeah, just I, I uh how I do it is I have a couple of them, but not a kid. I have one consistent person comes to the office and comes to the house, and she's always loaded up with treats for the big guy here. And uh yeah, that's the same I'm... person, I think, or they all got treats because Orville, I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's almost gone through the door to get it. Oh to... my god. Cooper, it's like he, he sees her coming from miles away and he starts frothing. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I get, she might, I might get her a box of something, a box of biscuits or something because she spends a lot of dough on that. No, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you give her some biscuits. <laughs> might make her some cookies. Okay, man, man, we'll no, big shout out to the, uh, the sanitation guys. Who's in charge of those guys, Scoo? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Sanitation on, department. Man. Well, here, let's. Uh, Mike Tom? No, not Mike Thomas. I think he has streets. City uh, of Lake Forest. Here, let's do a little investigation here. But yeah, they, you know, dig in the pockets because those guys. No, man, they're, I, I am impressed with the these time. guys. I'm in, I'm impressed. And we take advantage of that because not too many towns and cities get the. Oh, here we go. That we do. <laughs> Brian, Harvey. hold on. Brian Pokachinik. Pokachinik. Brian, man, thank you, man. I, I got your name wrong, but uh, how many times have you been given the big thumbs up on a podcast, huh? Way to go to your team, man. And who's Live. about him? I just see sanitation supervisor Brian Bognick. God dang it. Bognichick. Jeez. Whoop, 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 from, a guy, whoop. from a guy from downtown, you should be nailing those names. 
Nah, we're not with this dialect. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, it was good to see you uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Glad you made it. It's a good, good session. Uh, let's tell everybody what the session was. We had the turf meeting, right? Turf meeting on um, Deerpath Park and whether to turf it or natural grass it. Yeah. They had a, um, the rec provided a uh, public forum kind of conversation, roundtable discussing, you know, the public's view on all this. I thought, I thought it was great. I mean, they, they do this every once in a while and I thought it was, that was fantastic. Well, let's see here. So to give everybody, can you see any of this? Yeah. All right. So where's my little arrow here? Oh, oh, you're, high you're high tech. Well, let me get to the beginning here. Oh, I got a jury summons. Uh-oh. How do you get out of that? Or you got to do your civic duty? I don't know. I, uh, I have, I've done one a long time ago. And so why are they gotta, after me? <laughs> you got a podcast. There's, you know, your podcast is causing angst amongst people. So they're oh. getting back at you. <laughs> all right so anyways wednesday we went to uh, a, a turf meeting and who are these guys that put this thing on uh the rec the rec so this is the company that they they're paying money to to put in the turf or to give them advice on the turf uh, i believe both okay so so we this is what was on the table there for the there was about 60 people that showed up uh, player safety was an issue, uh, playability. Are you saying that it's hard to play on that grass, Scoo? Uh, I, I'm not saying that. I, I think, well, it is. It's the grass. It's the, um, the ball diamonds. It's just a, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's hard to play. It's just dangerous to play on it. Yeah. I don't think it's been maintained in the last 15 years the way it should be. So this is all the stuff they had in the table to read. You can uh, call out anything that uh, on-site improvements. Uh, financial, that's kind of an important thing, right? Kind of. Uh, environmental sustainability. There were people there that were complaining that let me get the big picture here. There's there's water here. Is there a river there or something, Scoo? Uh that is like right along here is the Skokie River or something. Yeah. So we had people saying, hey, man, there's rubber in that turf. And last I checked, the plan, this is supposed to stay grass, and then everything up here is going to be turf, right? Right. Okay. Turf all the way up to the, I believe, uh, keep going. 
Uh, I got a piece of paper. Yeah. That's like Croya and whatever. The wreck. The wreck. Okay. So I didn't understand. That's something I didn't. I understand player safety. I understand uh, cost. But the environmental side, I didn't understand that we're worried about the rubber stuff that's in that turf getting well, into this. Well, first, first off, I believe it's not rubber like the uh, high school. It's going to be a synthetic grass is my understanding. Okay. And everybody thought it was rubber, no. at least at my table, because everybody my got... My understanding is is a synthetic, synthetic grass, not like the high school, which is a rubberized. But I, yeah, you know, that could be different. I don't know. That's what I was Okay. Told. All right. So, but I don't, I, again, I don't know what, you know, I'm not understanding the, uh, the negative, negative responses to the environment and all that besides, you know, recyclability, recycle, recyclability of the turf, I guess is, what they're saying, they are able to recycle it, but, you know, it doesn't well, disappear. It's still there. So the red dash line here that's going around, that's the area in question. Well, the turf is it within the white. The turf is the white right line. in here, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay. Go further, further back to towards the school, to, towards the, nope, other way. White line there. White line. God, you're making me dizzy. Oh. So people are talking about, they think that it's going to go all the way back here because of that red line. And why do they have a red line in there? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. I think that was confusing. But did you, because we we're all sitting at tables, right? Okay. And all look like. Um, we're all sitting in the tables here. School, you're doing your civic duty somewhere around. There you are. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Got your mask on. Nice. So we all sat in these tables and we had that uh, checklist to go through that says what's important to us. And then at the end, everybody, there's a leader for the table. And then we say, hey, this is what was important to us. And it was all the same stuff over and over and over. Right. right? Okay. So for those, there was 60 people or so there, I, I would say. And uh, a lot of politicians were there. Did you notice yeah. that? I did, which I don't understand. But, you know, I know oh. one, one alderman should be there because he's a liaison to the rec board. Okay, so we did it. We were there. there were a couple of cops there. Yeah. Cops uh, there, firemen there. Now, they, why they were the stakes? They were the stakes in it, too. I mean, they got, you know, something happens. They got to get the. Trucks, ambulances, police over there. Even though they're yeah, right the, next door. But. The, the traffic thing I heard was an issue. They're talking about widening the lanes. Is that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a, 
valid issue. I mean, it's an issue. I shouldn't say that. I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to hold up, shouldn't hold up turfing it. I think that's, okay. a, that's a, um, traffic is a, uh, after the fact, in my opinion, that, you know, because traffic is only an issue. It's, it's not an issue now. And if it, the fields are used for current play for the kids. Yeah. I mean, it, now down the line, if they decide to have tournaments there and et cetera, et cetera, yeah, it could be an issue. But I mean, the issue is really, should it be done or should it not be done? And, you know, the one thing, it was a, it was a good session, but I don't, I don't think, you know, a lot of these people have a good context of the history behind the fields and what they used to be, what they used to do, and, you know, how we got to this point of, you know, should there be turf or not? How did we but, get uh, to this point? I mean, this is Lake Forest. Why do we get such a crummy field there, Scoo? Well, I mean, years and years ago when this was done, when they put the light standards there, I mean, it was a beautiful, beautiful park. I mean, they had grass infields on the four fields. Everything was lush, plush. Um, the city had their own parks department that uh, maintained all the fields and all the parks. Uh, neighborhood parks, the fields there. So, I mean, it was always, you know, and well-maintained and, you know, accessible to everyone, you know, whether it's the rec in their programming or, you know, going to neighborhood parks. And then there was some city consolidation where <clears throat> the parks department was kind of dissolved and moved under the rec department to become the parks and rec department. And there was a edict and that was made that, you know, that it costs too much money to maintain fields. And I used to coach there. I used to play softball there. And these, this Deer Path Park was an attraction outside. We used to have tournaments there, little league tournaments, softball tournaments, and people coming here loved it. Um, Unfortunately, the city decided years ago that it cost too much to maintain it. So what they did is they, as they call it, skinned the infields, took all the grass away, um, and had very reduced staff to maintain the fields as well as, I mean, and this falls in line with, you know, the, the golf course deer path um, being renovated and all that. It simultaneously, there was a, a move to um, limited resources on, or the same few resources on maintaining parks, including deer paths. So, and then there was with the neighborhood parks that were classified as active parks, there was a big push from the community that, um, you know, neighborhood people didn't like baseball games going on there, soccer games going on at their neighborhood parks. So, you know, some of the historical people that, um, I shouldn't say historical because people are gonna confuse that, but people that had the history of Lake Forest decided, you know, let's push for making these passive parks. Let's just go and, you know, enjoy the park, the green space. And that was, again, a change that was made and everything was kind of funneled to Deer Path for all the youth activities and all that. And um, but again, I mean, you have 
all these youth activities, baseball, softball, soccer, you know, flag football, tackle football, everything being run through the rec on those fields and, you know, rugby and those fields were not, were barely maintained. I remember playing softball or when I was coaching there, we used to kid around that, you know, because they're skinned in fields, you know, when the wind picks up, you know, the dust is created. We used to call them dust balls, but you know, when that dust is kicked up, that dust doesn't fall right back down to the infield. It blows out and there's no maintenance of it. So you have to replenish that. And with the um, grass in the fields, that was prevented. I mean, they used to water the fields. They used to water, it just stopped doing it. And not only did it, you know, the fields become dangerous, but even the grass part, the outfields, the football, you know, started getting unmaintained. They cut it every once in a while. And, you know, so eventually we, I mean, we used to kid that it's, you know, and turf was talked about years ago. This is nothing new. I mean, this is an initiative that has been talked about just like the pool <laughs> you know, trying to get a public pool. Um, the pool, the turf, not as long as the pool, but, you know, other communities started, you know, creating these turf fields. I remember Vernon Hills was one of the first ones. They had a phenomenal complex with all that. So, you know, it, it does make sense. And then it was other communities doing it. And meanwhile, Lake Forest is just kind of running high and dry on really crummy fields that these kids are playing on. And not only crummy, but dangerous. And um, I remember stopping playing softball. I mean, it was just, you know, as, as the technology of the equipment got better, you know, that was like playing on cement and the opportunity to get hurt. Oh, but even with the kids, but so, I mean, there was a big commitment to not take care of the fields because there's no money, there's no people to do it. And, you know, some people will disagree. I, I was there. <laughs> I was part of, you know, a user as well as a employee coach that they just didn't do it. And, uh, and it was eventually going to come to where it's at now is now what do you do now? You know, every, every community around here, it's a competitive disadvantage for Lake Forest and these kids um, to play. I mean, kids with, with all these sports and all these clubs, kids are leaving the community because we have no facilities or good facilities. And, um, and unfortunately, we're kind of trapped as a community and beholden to Deer Path because there's no other areas. I mean, there's parks, West Park, South Park, Everett Park, you know, Waveland, you know, all these community parks we, we can use and they, they should be used as alternate spots. If, you know, I heard a, a discussion that the kids flag football this past fall had to cancel a bunch of games because it was too wet. I mean, I, you know, kind of scratch my head on that one. I'm like, flag football is too wet. I mean, it's football. But, you know, the opportunity is saying instead of canceling it because deer path, which the fields are in a flood zone or floodplain, and when it does rain, it's, it's not good. There's other parks they could have switched to that are not, that were, you know, but that's a whole different issue. But um, so we're at that point now is, uh, you know, the city's looking at, how do we make this a competitive place for our kids, the youth to utilize? And, you know, the answer is turf. And, you know, the answer is not 
grass. I personally would love to see these fields regraded, put the grass in the fields back in and maintain them, but you can't. That ship sailed 20 years ago or whatever it was. And to do that, the costs alone are going to be higher than doing the turf, just from a maintenance standpoint, you know, sodding and, you know, when, you know, sprinkler systems, you know, to, to keep the grass yeah. going, fertilizer, all that, it just doesn't make sense anymore. And it's not, we're not, they're not going to go there. It's just not going to happen. And the turf is the answer. So, you know, I think it needs to be done. I think with, with turfing the field, it's a huge cost, but I think they're doing their due diligence the right way and getting the state of the art turf that's going to drain, that's going to be used by everyone. Now it's going to be a big question once it's been there, you know, who uses it, when they use it, user fees and all that. And that's something that the rec's going to have to establish and they're going to have to create, I think, you know, a whole nother group of folks working there that manage just the facility and who uses it. Because that, that is going to be a revenue generating opportunity for the rec in the city to, with that field. One of those things where <clears throat> it's it's like you, you want a vibrant downtown, but you don't want any businesses or you want to make the rule, right? So we want Lake Forest to be a destination place for our kids to play sports, but we don't take care of any of the fields. We want right. to have our AAA, whatever it is, bond rate, right? Our low taxes, but we don't want to pay for the so, – so which is it? I mean – Let's just say, hey, we want to keep low taxes and we don't want to have any nice fields. It's, you know, and, and no offense to anyone in Lake Forest, but it's typical Lake Forest. I mean, it's like this, you know, I, I, I call it, the, you know, the, the, um, the building, the X um, Canals building up on Laurel Avenue that the uh, grill used to be there, the restaurant, and it has some businesses in there now. That used to be, when that was going up, you know, people wanted to, you know, end the world, like the world's coming to an end because we're putting a restaurant and all that, and we're never going to be able to sleep and this and that, you know, and they fought it, fought it, fought it, but then it gets up there and guess who the people are that are using it the most, the neighborhood people who screamed about it. You know, it's like the gas station up in Westlake Forest and the car wash was fought, you know, vigorously to defeat it. You know, it's just the stupidest move I've ever seen. You know, there used to be a gas station there. And, you know, people in West Lake Forest have to drive, you know, out of Lake Forest to get gas. And that was shot down, you know, because people screamed. Too many people screamed about it. And no one, it does, this doesn't make sense. Costco, everything. It just, you know, people in Lake Forest just seem to want to jump on something you know to scream about to not do i mean again and i'll throw the you know block the box thing i mean people scream they don't want to do stuff and then when it's done oh god this is really nice <laughs> you know oh god i'm so glad we put a gas station and, and car wash out there because it makes life so much easier for the people out west to, you know it, it's just this you know constant thing that we're screaming about something you know, Deer Path Golf Course. Oh, let's, you know, people are going, oh, we're not going to spend the money to, to renovate Deer Path. Let's just make it a nature trail. <laughs> and, you know, sensical people got through this stuff. And now it's one of the nicest 
well-maintained public courses around. The beach, when the beach was being done, people were screaming bloody murder. I can't believe we're going to be taking down all that foliage. And, you know, now we won't be able to screaming about that. And now it's done. And it's like, oh, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> it's just this constant evolution of something, you know, is putting through wanting to be done by the city. And, you know, there's always someone, it never can be done just like, oh, great, this is wonderful. Let's do it. It's always got to be someone on the other side screaming bloody murder about why you shouldn't do it. And here's my take on it. If it doesn't raise my taxes, it's not impacting me negatively, do it. It's the for the betterment of the city, right? I mean, <laughs> it's crazy how people react to stuff and act on stuff. It's uh, what like like I said, I'm three years in here. It seems to me like Lake Forest is built with a bunch of people who just moved in, or and a bunch of people that live here half the time. Is that true? Is that true? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's gone through cycles. I mean, when we were growing up here, when I was growing up here, I mean, it was. I mean, I don't remember people ever leaving during holiday season. It was all more people coming home. And then as I got a little bit older, it was more empty in the holiday season, which now I think it's, I think it's cyclical where it is, but um, you know, it just, it's kind of more transient people, if you will. Yeah. But I think, but um, you know, I see a lot of people moving in and then their kids, they go through the school system because it's a great school system. And then they get out and then they, pack bags and move. So it, it's not, you don't get a lot of people like me, I guess, anymore. I mean, there are, yeah. but you know, once I'm done with, with what I need from like, I'm out, you know? Yeah. So. That, that's kind of what my take is. Cause you have these people weighing in on issues that haven't been here very long or they're, you know, in Florida half the time and the, you know, they come back right. and, and I think that's why it's, you get a lot of this wasted energy. You can't get well, I, yeah. And I think it's, and, and I think it's also newer people in the community. They come from other communities that may have something or whatever, and, you know, feel that, you know, this should be this way and here's why, but you know, that's fine too. But it's, it's more, I just think it's, it's have these discussions, you know, get more informed, kind of like we've talked about forever is, is educate yourself before get more informed yeah. on what's going on and then you know support it as opposed to fight it and you know i understand with the turf and all, i understand all the eco-friendly concerns and all but to, come on seriously what I is mean, the eco-friendly i don't concerns? know i have no i think you know they're, it's going to cause cancer or something i'm like everything does i mean i just it just doesn't make, oh, we're going to have all this plastic here at the end of the day. And what do we do with it? I'm like, well, we're not going to solve it here with a turf field. That's, that's something that the world's got to determine. We're going to have more plastic everywhere. I, I mean, you, got, I, I you, just, got, you have pesticides with the grass, right? Right. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I just think, you know, this is for our kids or our future kids. I mean, it's, it's something you got to keep up with. Um, what's going on competitively around us. I mean, it's just, it's the same with the city, right? I mean, we are competing with other towns. 
we're competing with other towns for their for the almighty dollar. And when we don't have a lot of restaurants and we have shut stores, we don't have stores for people to shop at, they're going elsewhere. And guess what? That money leaves. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing here as these kids. If they don't have, you know, the rec provides some phenomenal programming for the community, better than a lot of communities. But if we don't have the facility to utilize, you can have the greatest baseball pro youth baseball program in the area, but if these kids are playing on cement, <laughs> you know what these parents are going to do? They're going to go, you know what, I can go over to Libertyville and sign up. It's a club there or whatever it might be, and they, they're letting my non-resident kid play there on great fields. It's the same thing, and, and we have to start looking at, you know, reality discussions on on doing stuff and making things better. And again, if my taxes aren't going up, if my city remains AAA rated, if the schools are great, if this isn't impacting that, then, and, and there's a way to fund it, what the hell are we sitting around discussing it for? Do it. Right. <laughs> and we spend more money having consulting groups come in to ask questions when just, you know, do it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, that meeting reminded me of the library, at least when the library discussion was together, the board members did the uh, the meeting themselves. They didn't have this other third party coming in, which I wonder. I don't, what... I don't have a problem with the third party doing it. They're part of the whole process. But I mean, well, that meeting was pretty much I'm not even sure why you had that meeting. How much is it going to cost? What's the safety, you know? Because, because it's a safety net to say, you know, if you don't do it, well, here's why. Because we had a community meeting, several community meetings, and the community decided they don't want to do it. Um, I think it's a cop-out. I think the parks and rec, uh, the board, uh, the rec department, the city can make this decision. Uh, and I know what the decision they want is, is to do it. And they should do it. And there shouldn't be any pushback on it. Because the alternative is keeping it as is or doing it all, redoing it all grass. And I am, uh, would love to see that. But my thing is, if you're going to do that, then you have to open up all the neighborhood parks back to where you can utilize those fields as stop gaps, so to speak. But again, you're getting into a cost that, you know, can you imagine going grass? for a minute. Let's just say the turf failed and they're going to redo those four baseball diamonds, redo them, regrade them, get them the right way they should be played, redo the grass, fill in all the holes in the outfield, do all that, resod everything. Okay. Right. Put a new sprinkler system in there to keep everything green. Right. What happens in the uh, June 4th through the 12th, when it's a hundred degrees, burning hot, and all that sod burns, <laughs> or the grass burns, or the water bills are so high. Well, you got to maintain it. The first thing they're going to do is pull the plug on maintenance. And then we're going to be back to square one again. So the cost alone to go back to it, like I said earlier, that ship sailed. When the old executive director and the city decided this is how we're going to do stuff, you can't go backwards. It's going to cost too much. And the turf, even though it costs a lot to implement and all that, from a maintenance standpoint, it, it's pretty cost effective. And, you know, well, and we just got to move on. 
when I went to the library meeting, you know, they're trying to get community feedback on the edition. I didn't see any politicians in there. And it seemed right. like they were all in this meeting. Is that normal or what's the... No, I think, uh, you know, I, again, my opinion and my opinion only is that, you know, the, the city council has liaisons um, to each board and commission. And I don't see why. Here, here's my thing. I didn't like the council people there. Shouldn't have been there, in my opinion. Because number one, you know, when, when everything kind of unfolds, and the rec board, let's just hypothetically say they decide to do the synthetic and they approve it, the rec board. Well, that doesn't mean it gets done because the rec board, is, the parks and rec board is only advisory to the, the city council. So now it pushes up to the city council and they have to vote on it, whether to do it or not. They don't have to take the parks and rec board's recommendation. So I just think it's kind of interesting that we got some aldermen who feel they need to be there for whatever reason, which I don't think they should be there. They should, they should not be listening. And, you know, and I, I don't say that, they're, yes, they're citizens, but they're not real. They're, they're, they hold a different stature as an alderman, as a decision maker. And they need, they need to, look at particularly if they have their own opinion on it i mean i just don't think i thought it was wrong for them to be there they should not be there and like you said we're they weren't at the library stuff well it's similar kind of same stuff but why are i i just think these are one of those issues that any issue i don't think the aldermen should ever be at community discussions on topics that they're voting for at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, it's like a judge going out and uncovering his own evidence to make a decision. I, I just don't think it's, it's right. They shouldn't have been there. And then two of them were hovering over our table, listening to, and it just was like, God, back up. I mean, why are, why are you here? They had no reason to be there. None. It's almost like, a, you know, corporations, they want to have a town hall meeting where the CEO wants to get feedback from its people. Yet all the vice presidents and managers are hovering around yeah. to hear what the people are saying. And then the people won't say anything because they're looking over and they see their boss there. I, I thought it was 100% wrong of those aldermen that were there, except for ERA, because he's the liaison and they should be there. Just like the other people, you know, here's the thing. The, the, the people that were circulating going from table to table were park board members, park and rec board members, which they should be because they're trying to make a decision. They're trying to gather the information from, their, from the community, the people that decided to come. And, you know, they're making a decision that's going to be referred up to the city council. And I just don't, I, I think that's a poor decisioning on those city council members that were there trying to infiltrate and get, I don't know what their feeling is towards it, but um, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong for any councilman or woman to be kind of subtly sticking their faces in decisions that they're making a final decision on, personally. My opinion, my opinion only, someone can say I'm wrong, but I think it's wrong, completely wrong. And 
it gets to the point where we get these contentious issues. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's wrong. I think that they, they didn't need to be there. I think if they were there, weren't there, they're going to work on an uh, informed decision. And, you know, here's the thing. If they get something from the Parks and Rec Board or any board, you know, they have the right to overturn stuff. But I just think they should be making those decisions based on the facts that are gathered, not trying to skew those. And I don't say skew those, I say skew those. So to sum it up, it's what does it cost? Okay, 10 million, I'm guessing, right? Okay, what is yeah, it it's going to be. Okay, what's the safety factors? Okay, uh, when did the AstroTurf get put in uh, Varsity Field? Well, again, it's not AstroTurf. And I think what, that's an okay. We're know, not in Houston, but well, no, artificial, no, no. I, artificial. Well, uh, yeah, I know, but you got to understand that. I mean, there's a big difference between the turf that goes in and artificial or, or astroturf. Astroturf is the, just the carpet, and then it, uh, yeah. I mean, this is, but that that went into the high school. God, I mean, probably. Well, it went in. How old is the renovations of? Is it 15 years now? I, I yeah, whatever it is, it's like. Okay, was there a difference difference in injuries on the field? No, you know, no. okay. I mean, that, and and that's the thing. It's like, you know, the, and there is no there was a there was an orthopedic there in the discussions. I like that guy. Yeah, and and he he's a good guy, and he does a lot of like you said, youth orthopedics around here. And you know, if you listen to the science, him, he goes, "There's no, there's no." Uh, what is it proof? I think what, I think, I think what he said injuries. was if you have a crappy grass field or you have a crappy artificial field, what if it's crappy, you're going to have more injuries is what he said. Right. And there's no attributing factor to, Oh, there's more injuries on a turf field than on a grass field. Okay. And, and there's not, I mean, I've seen it just uh, announcing. I've never seen, kids tripping over um seam a seam yeah i mean uh, but you know the, the one of the problems i think is with the turf is if you know typically they're they're gonna um the longevity of that is what is it like eight to ten years let's call it yeah i mean if you're looking at you know holding events there you know even keeping the fireworks display there. I mean, that's, that's going to be a lot of wear and tear on that field, um, not used for youth athletics. So, you know, you're going to be looking at possibly, you know, re swapping it out sooner than what the projected eight to 10 years are. But again, it might be worth it if the revenue coming in is, is worth it. And then the third thing, which I didn't think about going in was the environmental and I'm still lost on that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not an environmentalist. I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I love the planet and all that stuff, but you know what, you know, we're not going to solve that. Those okay. I, so, I, a turf field not going to solve. And, you know, every community around here has them. So, you know, now <laughs> I don't know. What's a, What's on the west? Since you live on the west side, what are the parks on the west side over there? Can they use some of that new property over there? Not new property, but 
you know, like where the new city hall is and all that stuff or the yeah, business I mean, there, offices. There's, there's a couple parks out there. There's uh, Townline Road, which was created several years ago that there it's a soccer field, lacrosse and a couple baseball diamonds. But the problem there is it's like a flood thing too. That thing doesn't, you know, it gets heavy rain, you know, it's unusable. You sink out there, which probably yeah. was the biggest mistake to put it out there. But again, uh, those were decisions made that, you know, but that, you know, they've talked about <clears throat> turfing that field too. But, you know, if you turf that field as opposed to deer path, that's so not centrally located. I mean, I don't think it, it's worth it to do. So. All right. What's going on at the Gordon Community Center, Scoo? Nice. Christmas. Jolly family concert. Let's tell I, we love our people at Gordon. What do we got? December 13th through the 17th, gingerbread house decorating. Nice. Not good at that. <laughs> uh, December 15th through January 6th, Gordon's Yuletide tour of lights. Are they going to tour, tour your house? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think they're going to go right by mine. Uh, December 19th, Holly Jolly Concert with the Lake Forest Civic or Orchestra. Who hey, are those? They, they did the gingerbread house. What are they going to do those fruitcake makings? Don't they, a class that I, makes fruitcakes? I don't know. I think there's a couple of fruitcakes on this show. December 21st, longest night of seasonal re service of reflection renewal. January 4th, Red Cross Blood Drive. January 14th, Rendezvous. Rendezvous Arts Capriccio Quartet. They're going to have to come on the show and explain some of this stuff, Scoo. And that's what's going on at the Gorton Center. Hey, there's another thing going on at the, the train depot here in town. What you got? Mother's Trust and a lot of, a lot of oh, yeah. nonprofits are, you know, selling stuff there to support. So go in there and buy some gifts and support the nonprofits over there. Mother's Trust. We like those people. Be nice if they, they had their own carnival during the summer, now, school. Yep. What they do, now's the time to help them the most, I think. Yeah. Season of giving. All right. So based on the last podcast, we had some listener response on the desserts, plus all the uh, input that Scoo gave on what uh, businesses we should have uh, represented for desserts. Okay. You ready for the list, Scoo? Here's what the poll is going to go out in the Saturday morning email. Best dessert in town. Ooh. Francesca's. Oh, the votes are in? No. Oh. We're supposed to have nominations. Gotcha. Right? Nominations. Francesca's Deer Path. Lantern. Somebody suggested them for their chocolate cake. Sweets. Gerhardt's. Ooh, yeah, Gerhardt. Uh, and I don't know. I was going to put Chiefs in there, but I can't remember if they got any desserts over there, Scoo. I've never gotten one there. I think they have some Budweiser products that serve as dessert, too. Is an aperitif like... A... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put Chiefs down for an aperitif. Okay. Right, well, let's, let's, let's think through this now. Who's all... Okay. What else, other... other... It's one a little, you know, little nightcap is what you're saying. How about Ferentino's? They got some mean tiramisu. All right. 
like you like tiramisu. As the, as the wife does, if you're going, <laughs> if you're going gluten free, that's the way to go. I tell you what, if you haven't had a good tiramisu, go over to go over to uh, Ferentino's. Uh, who travels well. This is the last call, Scoo. I'm putting out the survey uh, today. I'm trying to so. think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Pressure. If the place in uh, what's the place in what about uh, what about gallery? Does uh, Cecilia have anything? I don't know. They don't let me. Um, what's the place? The uh, uh, right at the Westwood Square there, the um, Asian place. I know they have some we, desserts there. Will we would should we include Susie Swirl? She's there. She's there. What about uh, you? Got. Uh, sweets on there right yep sue sue i know you're listening how you doing walk by every morning i know she's a nice lady she needs to come on come on sue you know she's very friendly very talkative uh sue i'm gonna send you another email maybe you want to <laughs> <laughs> respond to it um and uh, last thing on my list was I saw some places closed on Sunday. No employees to work. Uh, that's horrible. It's getting you know, worse. It's uh, Lantern that's, was closed. I went in there Saturday. Pam and I went in there. And I tell you what, I had that one that bartender that was working there was busting his hump. And there was a group that came in, kind of a bar crawl type of group. But it was a huge group. The guy was going nuts. I mean, just that there's no help. And they look like I was, was of... going to jump behind the bar, but I don't know how to work the, the computer screen to log in a drink. <laughs> Neither do they. <laughs> yeah, One they for you, he, two he, for me. <laughs> he was doing a great job. Unfortunately, he was, you know, they had him and only two waiters handling the whole Saturday yeah. night, which I don't get well, it. Well, maybe and, um, we I know should. Joe's that way. I know all those guys are yeah. strapped, especially with winter coming. I mean, I don't know. Well, Crazy. maybe we we should celebrity bartend or uh, I, I can idea. flip a I, I can flip a burger. I kind of take I, up a lot of space. I might have to go back and put my my lantern apron on. I used to bartend there, but that was when it was beer and wine. You didn't have to really think through making drinks. It was beer and wine, and just. Oh yeah, uh, give me an old fashioned. Here you go, Budweiser. <laughs> Is that an old fashioned Bud label or a, a new one? All right, so we got Francesca. Do a celebrity bartending? Maybe that's a good idea, Pete. Well, first of all, we got to become a celebrity, right? Oh, we so can we got find fr- some. <laughs> hey, uh, what's oh, that my brother about? used to. My brother used to be a bartender at McCormick. Maybe. If he comes on the show, we can get him to celebrate. Wait a party. minute, you have a brother? Sure do. Huh? I've I've heard about. I, I've heard about him. I've never seen him. Johnny Walker, black, Red. white, or black. <laughs> so we got Francesca's, Deer Path, Lantern mm-hmm. Sweets, Chiefs, Gerhardt's, Susie Swirl. Are we going to go into Lake Bluff? We're yeah, we're. A, Lake Bluff team. Uh, I I think we got a. I think Lake Bluff's going to be their own deal, man. Or they it's can hard. write in. They can write in. And yeah, sure. Write in candidates. Yeah, <laughs> with with no space to write in. 
That's how we roll here. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to uh, say anything. <laughs> okay, great. Last call. Anything, Scoo? No. Have a great weekend. Scouts girls play tonight. Waukegan, come out and support. Be an athletic supporter. Uh, is this basketball? Yeah, basketball. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Are you calling a game? I am calling it. All right. Interesting. 530 right. JV, 7 o'clock varsity. What's easier calling, football or basketball? Uh, I would probably say what's easier, probably football. Yeah, because it's – I mean, you could see better at basketball, but it's just so much – so many more, so many more interactions. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's, it's I think I think football's easier. It's more All fun right. as, as good basketball teams. It's that's fun, but. All right, Scoo and everybody out there, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about in the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete, and can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker, we thank you for listening, and we thank our Patreon supporter, sponsor, Shark Guy Beach Fishing. Shark Guy is your guy for the Shark Premier South. <laughs> Mr. Shark, Senior Shark. Premier South Florida Beach Fishing Experience. He's a, They're out of Longboat Key, Florida. World-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or sharkguybeachfishing.com. Contact them today to schedule an, out, uh, an outing. Uh, we'd like to say thanks to our patron supporters, Reverend Luke Beck and the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A., Elizabeth B., Costa, Lance, and Domo Origato Otto. Have a great weekend, everybody. Prep up for Christmas. Cue the music. <laughs>